This is an AMI podcast. I'm Kelly McDonald. I'm Ramia Amadin, and this is Kelly and Ramia. She's here uh, from Ottawa, joining us to talk about the things that are going on over there. Kim, first of all, how's it going? Uh, good. How are you guys doing? Doing really well. We're like halfway through October now, so I'm kind of, know. you know, always in shock at the halfway points of the month because I'm thinking, okay, we have 12 months. The year's obviously flying by. But even when you do like a, a weekly check-in on how fast things are going, it's still shocking. Yeah, we've had the strangest weather. We had a really hot, you know, September and early October, like almost 30 degrees at the end of it. And now it feels cool in the mornings like fall. So it's been a, a strange kind of transition mm-hmm. over to to the fall things, you know, that we had here. Yeah, the ups and downs. And if you like summer, you're like, oh, we get a little bit more. But if you're looking forward to the, the it's not even looking forward to, but it's just that it's strange not to be yeah. in a certain place when you know you should be by this time October. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. You want to talk about earthquake drills? You found some information and you live in Ottawa. So first of all, how is the region affected by earthquakes? Well, I was surprised that it's one of the major areas in Canada that they listed affected by earthquakes. I, I mean, we've experienced a few and and kind of small ones, not, not huge ones. Um, so I was a little surprised. And all of the things that they say not to do, I did wrong when we did have one that was around five. A few years ago, I ran outside because I didn't want to be alone in my house with my mm. dog. And I'm like, and, and they're saying, please do not go outside because a lot of people get hit by, you know, falling bricks and Anything. roof things, and, mm. you know, whatever that is. But the thing that sort of impressed me about this particular information was that it did talk about people with disabilities. Um, and it mentioned things like if you were in a wheelchair, lock your wheels. And because... Uh, you know, they always say, get under the tables and get under the tables. And what about if some people with certain disabilities, you know, can't crouch down and get down low to the ground and, and do that, then they feel like, you know, sitting ducks or whatever you want to call it, like out in the open with nothing. So they were kind of saying, you know, if you cannot get down on the floor, sit on something, you know, comfortable, but that's solid, you know, not a chair with wheels on it or you know like a very solid bed or couch or get down as close to the floor as you can and also keep your mobility devices close by if you can so that you can grab them you know the minute it stops if you think you can get somewhere safer you know grab them if you can so for those of us that can't see like if you think you might need a cane later uh, or you know after something happens Maybe have it close enough to you if if you want. Keep your dog, you know, with you. I don't know. Keep your mm-hmm. dog like under the thing with you if you can if you can get them underneath the the table with you. But but it was kind of interesting to hear them talk about wheelchairs and locking your wheels and um, if you're underneath something, hold it hold it down around you. You know, something solid and um, oh. if. You know, and if you don't have a good grip, you know, just try your best. So it was, it's kind of quite interesting to read that because that they acknowledge that not everyone can jump quickly and get under a table or scan the room to find, like, this is the thing that I always wonder, what if you're in a sort of a strange place and you're not exactly sure, you know, where would be the most solid cover for you? Mm. Like everyone else could look around the room and sort of see it. Um 
but yeah, it was it was pretty interesting to hear about that. And October nineteenth is is this sort of day where they kind of remind people to do a drill uh, for earthquakes. And I don't remember ever doing drills here. I did when I lived in Vancouver. We would do drills, and I remember there are a few times when I worked with seniors in this big church with all windows around it um, that they did drills, and there was nothing really we could do for the people in wheelchairs because they couldn't get underneath stuff you know chairs or tables and they just said you know put your head down so one of the things they say is kind of protect your core mm-hmm. like protect your vital, vital organs, organs like yep sort of lean down and protect yourself um, the best you can and maybe try to get you know close to something solid that might protect you if possible but if not you know just do the best you can given the circumstances so I, th- I thought it was interesting it sort of caught like it grabbed me when I read it because usually they don't mention disabilities at all. So it was yep. kind of good to, to read that. Oh, this sure. It's like built right in, it seems, into the copy, into the um, yeah. actual intention around these tips and uh, suggestions. Absolutely. Right? Yeah. That's very, very encouraging. And and also, yeah, so many times, I, I hate to say it, but a lot of the times I just dismiss these, you know, tips or some of these kind of things that you really should be paying absolute close attention to because it feels like we're not considered. People from the disability population are not considered. Um, This is, I'm talking, you know, any kind of emergency prep, some of the things that are handled, the way that things are handled, you're like, yeah, okay, I can't take in any of these suggestions anyway because I'm blind. So, And the only thing they say is stay behind and someone will help you. Exactly, someone will help you. Stay behind and I'm thinking, I'm not staying in a burning building, I'm not staying in a quick you know, Stay behind gonna... on the 54th floor or whatever, and somebody <laughs> yeah. will uh, yeah, please, find you. Someone will eventually <laughs> figure you out. So, yeah. like, I mean, yeah. that's what I don't like, too. So it's kind of nice to hear these kind of things, these kind of tips. And hopefully sure. that'll expand to other types of emergency awareness, like fire and, you know, other mm-hmm. things. Hopefully. With earthquakes specifically as well, Kim, I always wonder... How would I even know an earthquake is happening? Like if something dramatic doesn't happen in your space, right? Like things are falling off the walls or you feel the quake. You don't even know because I think visually people can tell, right? Like the vertigo and the shifting of things. But as a blind or low vision person, you might not even be aware that an earthquake is happening. So even this uh, suggestion Mm. about hold on to something, like if something is shaking around you or walls or whatever, hold it so until the shaking stops. Like that's such a crucial thing to think about well the other thing too is when it did happen here the one that was about five there had been a lot of construction they were building a new building near me and they were always blasting so Mm. when I first heard the shaking and I could hear like I could hear things sort of rattling and I thought oh gee they're just doing that construction of the you know whatever and then it was going on for longer than than it would for that so I thought oh this is a bit longer than, but by the time I kind of thought to get up and kind of move somewhere where I was yes. maybe out of the way more, it was over. So it wasn't, it wasn't exactly. so dramatic that things fell down, but you're right. Like we don't always, we might not always we don't know. know. Uh, the last time we had an earthquake that affected Toronto, I was really one of the last people to find out it felt because I was like, oh, I have <laughs> no idea. Um, tell us um, on the second topic for our community report, you want to tell us about virtual appointments we can set up for uh, renewing some of these photo ID cards and health cards in Ontario. Yeah, I thought that was really a good idea. And I still don't know because it says in there, if you don't need your picture ID retaken, but how do we know whether 
we will need it or we won't need it. I, I'm not quite a hundred percent sure. Maybe um, you can contact them and, and they would let you know this, but there's a way of making virtual appointments to renew your health card and your um, photo ID your your official photo ID. They're now coming together, which I like that because before I'd have to go twice different times to renew those, the non-driver's driver's license, because I like having that. It's a good photo ID to have, but it was like twice, but the last time I went, they now make them at the same time as the OHIP card so they can use the same picture. So you only have to go once, which was really nice. Um, so now you can do this online. And I guess it depends a bit on your circumstances, whether they'll let you do it online. And I'm not sure if you... If they just talk to you and they look at you and think you look like your picture and do the forms, I'm not quite 100% mm. sure how it works, but they're starting to do that, which is really good because, you know, sometimes when you go to those centers, they have those, at least in Ottawa here, they have those things where you wait and your number is called, but your number isn't called. Like it comes up on the screen and it beeps so you don't actually know what you're do you know what I mean when your numbers when your numbers call? Yeah, because yep. it just beeps, mm -hmm. and so that's really that's really hard. So usually I would say, well, I won't be able to access that. So sometimes they'll just take me first, like, okay, we'll just take you now. So it's just kind of nice, but so this might help some people, and especially people live far from centers where they can get these things renewed easily. Um, there's a way, and I I did give you the. The information off for the blog to to get those. So I thought that was kind of interesting. That the, oh, super the helpful. Oh, just give us all the options. Like nobody wants to go wait in lines, yeah. anyways. Uh, do we yeah. have any caveats for this option, though? Like well, it said something about if you needed your photo done, and I'm not sure how you figured that out because technically. Like there are times when I've gone and they say, okay, I'm going to take another photo. And there are times when I've gone and they look at my photo and say, oh yeah, you look the same. So I'm not going to do it, but I'm not sure. It didn't really specify. It was a little bit vague. Like it said, if you need your photo ID, you'll have to go in. So I'm not sure if maybe if they you made an appointment and they looked at you and they decided yeah, you needed your photo. Maybe then or you the have to old cards versus the new cards because there was that. Um, yeah, mm, those old the actual paper cards. No, I'm sure it would be the new cards, like the one with the pictures on. Yes. you know the yeah. new cards, yeah. newer cards. But I don't know. They were a little bit vague about that, and I did have questions about that. Is like, well, where you know, how do I know for sure that I'm eligible for this? Mm -hmm. But we could always call and talk to them and and see exactly. what they say. Find out more. Kind of nice. Yeah, but yeah. hopefully this will help the majority of us who are trying to avoid going and waiting in line. Yeah, stay waiting in line. You yeah. want to close off with an upcoming show or just tell us about the Ottawa Storytellers signature season? Yeah, so the Ottawa Storytellers is starting their new season. And I just want to mention it to everyone partly because I have a show in it, but also not till March, my show, but um, it's a six uh, series um, season and it is all available virtually over Zoom as well as in person if you're here in Ottawa, if you want. And it's a pretty good deal, $110 for the six shows. And you have a week, if you're doing the Zoom, you have a week to watch it after it goes up and it's pretty accessible. So if people do want to buy, there's everything from sort of very epic material. There's some spooky stuff for Halloween. There's a, a musical and storytelling show about grief. My show is a Put Your Dog in the Trunk, which is a show about advocacy based on my experience. Well, starting from my experience last 
year with my cab refusal in Calgary, mm. which is what the driver said. And I thought that's a great title for a storytelling show. So it's about advocacy. There's also one uh, show of mystery stories. So there's sort of something for most people in that series. So ottawastorytellers.ca, I, I gave you the link. Uh, look for the signature series and you could... No matter where you live in Canada, if you do want these shows, these six shows, you can get them. And if you're in Ottawa, they'll ask you about a, a few weeks before whether you're coming live or Zoom. Well, they might okay. ask everybody, but so that they know for ticket counts whether people are coming to Arts Court, which is uh, in the Black Box Theatre, which I think holds maybe about 100 people or something like that, somewhere in there. So they would they would ask whether you're Zooming or... but. Regardless, if you come live, you will also get the Zoom link. So if uh, by chance you live here and it was a stormy, miserable day, you can stay if home. you subscribe to the full series, I mean, you can decide to stay home mm-hmm. if you need to. So it is it is nice that they've they talked about not continuing that this year, that Zoom component. And I was really all for, you know, continuing the online as well, because we don't know what's going to happen with COVID. And exactly. also, you know, I just, it gives people a lot of choices and it increases the audience from not just local it does. audience too. And it's you know, practiced so. now. Like we've been doing this for a couple of years where uh, people and places and entities have been offering the hybrid experience. So really yeah. you kind of have a trusted idea of what that could feel like if you're experiencing the arts yeah. from home or from in person. Kim, we got to let you go. Yeah. And Sorry. for storytelling, it's so easy to do that with. It things, is. So it's good. It is. It yeah. works very well, well in have this a- medium. Have a good month, everybody. Thank you. We'll chat with you in November. I'm Margaret Shepard of the AMI podcast, Tripping On Air. Every month, my co-host Alex Hajar and I spill the tea on what it's really like to live with MS. Watch Tripping On Air on YouTube or download wherever you get your pods.